to today's episode of Jazz Beats, your number one podcast for jazz news and entertainment. Here are your hosts, Jackson and Tyson. Welcome, welcome. We're back. Another week down in jazz country. Still a perfect record for perfect the Utah Jazz. Perfect record. There's three teams left. We're one of them that have perfect records. Golden you love State to see it. and who else? Uh, Chicago, surprisingly. Chicago, and they're 4-0. Oh. Yeah. I've heard a lot of good things about Chicago this year. It'll be interesting. It's they're they're a completely new team. They've got a lot of new additions. Um, anyways, not the point. We got a lot to talk about today. <laughs> Two games in the books um, since last time we've been here. So um, good stuff. We want to go over our poll results. Um, talk about the upcoming schedule. There's a lot going on. So uh, let's let's get after it. Um, what did you think about the Kings game? The King game was, like I said, they're a fast team. They're a high-tempo team. We saw a lot of that. I felt like the entire game we played against Sacramento, their team, this being the Sacramento Kings, were just out of control. Uh, a little bit emotionally, but a lot of just tempo-wise. Like their body, their movements, they were just playing so aggressive and trying so hard that um, their movements were sloppy and, and almost too much physicality. Uh, and I think that knocked the Jazz off the, the block. They weren't prepared for that style of basketball. I think it works for them. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, when you're when I see two teams that have different levels of talent, like the Jazz on paper are obviously better team, top to bottom with talent. Uh, a weaker team has no choice but to either outwork them, outphysical them. They have to have these other things that make talent go by the wayside. Right. They so have, I think they, they have, to, have to thrive off that. With what they have, right? Right. And they're young and they're fast. And so that's what they did. Yeah. And it worked. I mean, they're going to be known for that in the league. They kind of remind me of like Detroit in the early, late 90s. Just rough. Yeah. Just like you know when you play them, it's going to be a physical game. Like you, that's what you th- – you're not going thinking, man, Clarkson can shot down threes You're go or whoever it is on their team. You're just going knowing – I'm going to get some bruises tonight. Glad that's over with. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Jazz ended up winning by nine. I think you called it would be single digits. You're welcome. Good job. I can also read palms, so call in. That's that's a service we can offer. Can we? Sure. If you can find our number, (laughs) call in and we will do it. We'll read you. It's on our website. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Um, No, I thought we played fine. I think we did play down to their talent a little bit, and we struggled at times because of it, but... Um, at the end of the day, you're happy for a win. Some highlights on that game that I thought were impressive were uh, Rudy Gobert's foul shot shooting was 9 out of 10. It's better than the Denver game. I'll tell Much you that. Much better than the Denver game, which he can, he kind of redeemed himself a little bit closer to the end of the game against the Nuggets. Uh-huh. But uh, if, if, you, if you add 90% shooting in the game against the Kings and then his – foul shooting uh, against uh it doesn't look as bad on there on the stats it it looked worse because i think there was a time he missed like five straight free throws yeah in a matter of like two minutes so that made it feel really mad nine for 16 so he's just over 50 percent there uh so still overall he's got to be close to 75 percent shooting on the foul line which i'll take for a big guy we'll take that right sure um I felt like against the Kings, and it might be their scrappiness, but we had trouble holding on to the ball. Like oh, it seems like so many times on a, off a rebound or off something where it's kind of congested, 
we would just somehow lose it. They would swipe it away. We'd bring the ball down. That happened multiple times, and and I, I don't know. I, I I think we played into their strengths a little bit. I think so. I think so too. Did you notice Mitchell would get bound up a lot in the paint carrying the ball? What What do you think it is that he needs to do to um, adjust when he when he's on the drive? I feel like he's getting tangled up uh, with players trying to slow him down when he's in with six feet from the hoop, they're grabbing the ball and holding him down. We're getting jump balls. We're getting strips. We're getting pulled out of, pulled out of bounds. He's not even getting a chance to get the shot up and get the foul whistle blown. So what does he need to do? I think he's got to figure out how to make the decision earlier. Cause if you stop and it's, and you pick up the ball, there's especially in the paint, there's two or three guys right there that can reach or, or grab it. Right. If he can make the decision to where when he stops, it's because he's making a play, whether it's a pass or a shot, and there's no thought at that point, I think he'll be okay. It's just a matter of, of reading that before you get to that point. And and he's done he's kind of been a roller coaster that his whole career. It seems like sometimes he's forcing the ball too much or he's or he's forcing himself at the rim without kicking out to shooters and, and but then there's other times where he's making plays. He had six Six assists against Denver, which is awesome. Right. I couldn't agree more with you. I think that early decisive decision-making is what needs to happen. He, uh, What did they say? When when the TNT was listening to the Nuggets game, which we'll get to later, they talked about how if you're going to strip the ball from Gobert, you need to do it before he gets it past his waistline. Mm-hmm. Right. Once he gets it past his waistline, uh, if you strip the ball and get any part of him at that point, he's going to the line, right? And they're going to blow the whistle. Now, you can get away with an arm hack at the knee, right? Uh, and that's what's happening to Mitchell. I feel like they're stripping or getting access to the ball before he gets it past his waistline. So he needs to just get the ball up earlier. When he goes for those layups and scoops it out and almost hooks it in a little bit, that's that's where it's at because he's, he's strong enough. He can throw his body but just keep the ball away from him, away from the mess. Right. Um, he's he's coming. He's in a little bit of a slump. Would, you, would you say he's start, starting off the season slower than we would expect? I think so. Okay. I don't know why. I don't. I think it's just one of those things just happened to be at the start of the year. Um, we'll get to it in a minute. He did shoot pretty terribly from three. With the Nuggets. With the Nuggets. He shot decently against the Kings. Oh, man. I just think he looked out of the rhythm a little bit. Right. But he, he's coming. He's 25 years old. So... What were you doing at 25, Tyson? Uh, okay, on I, to the next. <laughs> I was playing with Hot Wheels in the dirt. There probably. you go. See? <laughs> See? Right, right. So overall, Kings game, you're happy with how we performed? You get through it. It's not pretty, right. but uh, no Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles. That's what I was going to talk, talk about. about Let's talk about how the Jazz adjusted to losing Joe Ingles uh, with five minutes left in the first quarter. So ultimately, they played the majority of the game without Joe Ingles. Um, obviously, if you've watched the video, I, I I believe that he intended to do as little physical contact as he's as he could. Um, I mean, we we can't just not approach a player driving to the basket because they jump, right? Um, but a double technical ejection, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't like the call. Um, I think they were kind of forced to make a call because it was kind of scary. Uh, if you didn't see it, um, they kind of had a fast break with just Ingles kind of run along with them. The guy went up for a 
a layup or dunk and he elevated and Ingles kind of looked like he avoided contact, but his leg caught Ingles' body and he kind of fell to the floor pretty awkwardly. Right. So I think they were forced to make some kind of call. I'm just surprised it was a flagrant two. I, I am too. And so early in the game too. I get, I get the early in the season. We got to place the refs are the officials are probably really stern on their calls. They're going to make the, they're going to set the tone for the season. Um, but I, it still has to make sense, you know, and I don't feel like it was unnecessary contact so or, or aggressive in any way. But the Jazz, I feel like the Jazz mentally, more than anything else, struggled to recover from the Joe Ingles ejection for the rest of the game. Okay. I mean, maybe fourth quarter they finally decided. That, I think they forgot about it by fourth quarter and just got back to playing ball, and that's how we were able to secure that win. Yeah, moving on to the the Nuggets game, you can see how effective Joe is. He had 28 minutes. He was a plus 16. Woo, baby. 13 points, 5 rebounds, 4. He does, he does a little bit of everything. And Shooting it, and it just, the lights it out. It just kind of completes. He's the adhesive that just completes our right. structure. He is. I and mean, on his own, you're not you're not looking at him being like, man, that's championship player right there. No. But I don't know what it is, but he is he is a good thing for the Jazz. Yeah. I think his role now that we are deeper is more suited for him. I don't think he he's a great playmaker. He's a great off the pick and roll. But is that where he is elite? No, he's 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 gonna right. slowly turn into like a, a catch and shoot, dagger three point shooter. Yep. Yeah. Um, and and we're gonna see that, and I think that's where he th- will thrive. When we when we're forced to have him bring the ball up the court and be uh, the decision maker, I think is like you're saying that's not the ideal role for him. Can he do it? Yeah, but to make him the spoon for our soup, he's just <laughs> he's just got to do what he's doing in our new rotation. You like that, don't you? I do. I do. <laughs> uh, Joe Ingles, by the way, hit his one thousandth career three-pointer against the Nuggets. So that's incredible. 3,000 points on just three-pointers. I can't even count that high. That's awesome. Not in the time it takes to record this podcast. (laughs) Um, Overall thoughts on the Nuggets? Uh, I was I was disappointed that we had an injury and he wasn't there. I was disappointed that Murray wasn't there, to be honest, because I think that real fans want to see the best teams at their – at their best, play their best against the same in their opposition. So I feel like the Jazz want to win more when Murray and the Joker are both at full physical strength because it just feels better to win. Do you think um, – so Joker went out three minutes left in the first half? Yeah, pretty early on. Kind of a bang knee, nobody's fault, nothing really happened, but um, he looked like he was going to go out there and play the second half too. <laughs> I think he wanted he to. He wanted to. <laughs> so it was kind of a last minute, you know what yeah. – we're three games in I think, to this grueling season. I think season. it's the right call. Yeah. Do you think him at full strength would have affected the outcome of the game? We end up winning by 12. I still think we win the game. I think that it's just one different in a different approach the way we do it. What about you? Um, yeah, I. it's hard to say. He's, he's the best player in the league last year. Um, but I think if he were still in the game, you don't see a 16-point third quarter from Will Barton. You don't right. see Aaron Gordon continue to kill us. So I think it just kind of shifts the wealth right. of the team a little bit. It might have been closer down the stretch, but I think – I mean, I'm, I'm a jazz homer, man. Yeah. I think we still got this. Without him on the court, there is a uh, – I like that, that distribution of points that, that goes on. But Gordon, 
oh man, what an amazing athlete, right? Like you, even though he's got the wrong jersey on, he is incredible, right? Great shooter. He, yeah. You you don't want to? <laughs> no, I I liked him. He played really well. He he hurt us yeah. the entire game. It seemed like when he was able to get to his position to his shot. There's nothing we could do. Right. He was bigger and stronger than Bogey, who guarded him a lot. Yeah, and he just worked us, and he was making those shots. Uh, the uh, TNT announcers weren't obviously huge Jazz favoristic fans, but watch out, Jazz fans, because if you listen to the halftime report from Shaq and the post game report from Shaquille O'Neal and uh, those other blokes, whatever their names are. Give me some of the names. Kenny and Chuck. Kenny and Chuck. Ernie. 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 That's They're the great. one that They're throws so me off. That's my nephew's name, so it feels strange. But uh, they pretty much said that Denver and Utah are right now the two best teams in the NBA. In the whole league. In the whole league. They're not just West, and they're not just talking about the games playing that night. They're talking that night in the league, who's the best team, and we were watching them duel against each other last night. With um, how last playoffs turned out, I think more than ever after last year, people are realizing that health is huge. Right. And considering everyone healthy, the Jazz are the deepest team in the league, and I don't think it's close. But Denver, if they're entirely healthy, I'm, I'm sure that's what they're relying, counting on. Right. But they're they're up there because they're deep, and they've got they've got players from one to eight or nine that that can hurt you. If you look at the plus-minus from our bench players, okay, let's just say that our starter lineups are going against the best starting lineup in the NBA, and we're not as good, right? Let's say uh, we're, that we're a minus four, our overall starting lineup against the, another lineup. That's okay, because our bench is going to just wipe the floor with the other team's benches. I really feel like when I just look at – you look at the faces of the opposing team. Whenever we do a substitution and the next players come out – there's no relaxed. There's no, whew, here's my chance to get some, uh, I'm going to score. It's like, freak, 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 freak. They just subbed out Clarkson for Donovan Mitchell. Okay, and, and then Donovan Mitchell goes off, and Mike Conley comes in and just hits threes in transition all day, and Bogey sits in the corner and wipes your face with the floor. Like, it's incredible. Our bench is what's going to hold our whole team above all the other teams this year. You look at it, white side off the bench, Probably a starter on most teams. Right. Right? Clarkson, a starter on most teams. For sure. Joe Ingles, potential starter on a lot of teams. Um, there's there's three guys off of our bench that, that are starter caliber players. Like, there's no – I'm not, like, surprised. Right. You're, you're, that we're kicking trash on our bench unit. It's awesome. You're bringing an interesting thing to my mind right there. This is unscripted, by the way. I hope it's okay. <laughs> and And this might not come up this week, but it may next. Starting lineup in our next rotation of five guys, five on five to 21, got to win it by four. Who wins that game? I think, got, I think our bench are, are feistier, I, I think, which would be awesome. I think it would be way fun. Exhibition game at the Vivint Arena. Tickets would go crazy just to watch the Jazz play the fun. Jazz. That's the first and the other first best team in the league playing each other. I'd go watch. I'd go watch. That'd be incredible. I want to see Mitchell and Clarkson have to guard each other. Yeah. That'd be way fun. And Joe and Bogey. Oh, the matchups are just... They're, they're just they're, set. They're, they're perfect. <laughs> they're perfect. It'd be an interesting game to watch. Um. Anyways, Jazz, 
go three and zero against the Nuggets and win by twelve. It was a, it was Beautiful. a good overall game. Were you at one point? We talked about Mitchell's shooting yeah. woes. Well, how where do you stand when you see a shooter, a guy like Mitchell, who's capable and he is zero for eight from three? Where do you stand? Are you are you like okay, keep shooting? There's one's gonna fall, one's gonna fall, or are you? Quit shooting. Pass the ball. Make, try something else. See if anything else works. Where do you stand? Well, you're a coach. I particularly want to hear your opinion on this. But uh, when it was Rodney Hood, it was stop shooting the ball. <laughs> so it's player dependent. It's player dependent. When it was Donovan Mitchell last night, I was like, Donnie, take that shot. We, we need, I need you to make one. And he did. And that was the three-pointer that he laid down late in the game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's what I'm talking about. And I, I just want him to know that he can make it. More than anything else, I, I don't even care. I just want him to be like, yeah, I got this. That's, this is who I am and get back in the groove. Because uh, I feel like when you lose your confidence on one side of the court, it does affect how you play in the other areas. Now, Coach, tell me what you think. <laughs> Reggie Miller, a top three-point shooter of all time. He's all right. He said, when I think when Mitchell was 0 for whatever at that point, he said, shooters, if you're a shooter, you need to have a very short memory. Interesting. Okay. So you miss a shot and you dwell on it and you remember that and you're thinking about that the next time you shoot, it's just only going to get worse. But if you can like snap out of that and say that one doesn't matter, I've forgotten about it, then you're going to be better off. And I think Mitchell's does that a lot. He He keeps shooting. He He dwells? No. I think he keeps going and he's keep his body language doesn't go down when he's in a slump. I think younger Donovan Mitchell was a dweller though. Yeah. Would you say that? I think a younger anybody would be that. It's That's a hard thing to do. Right. I think of some of the players that have big egos in the NBA, right? Uh, I think that they're the players that have the short memory. They're like, oh, I missed a shot. I'm still the damn best on the floor. Right. I'm the best damn player right. here. Well, how many times have we seen Mitchell <laughs> go absolutely crazy in the third or the fourth quarter? It's because he's got that mentality, even if he struggled in the first half, to keep going and keep right. doing what he knows he can do. Right. And... He'll have crazy nights right. in just one quarter. Right, right. We were the best third quarter team in the NBA last because year. Because of him, right. mostly. Just it's great. Dig down. I like it. Yeah. Shooters got to shoot. Keep shooting. Um, I think it's time for a break. It is. Okay. We will be back shortly. We got a few things to wrap up with, but hang in there and we'll, we'll oh, talk. Oh, we got to do our poll results right after this. Okay. Hey guys, if any of you have ever considered doing your own podcast, um, you always need somewhere to start. And where Jackson and I started was with the Anchor app. It's literally the best and easiest podcast creating platform that we could find. We went through a pretty extensive like trial period with all these other ones. And, and we, we absolutely did find Anchor to be the easiest. And it did the most work for you, I feel like. Um, it distributes all your podcasts for you to all the platforms you can think of, Spotify, Apple, Google, any of the podcast platforms. It does all that work for you. They don't really ask for any money down, and you can get it yourself on whatever device you use or PC that, or platform that you're using. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app, or if you're on a PC, go to anchor.fm to get started. And we're back. Okay, so we talked about getting back into the polls. Last week's poll we put up was what was the newest player on the Jazz team out of the four, Whiteside, Pascal, Butler, and Gay, were you guys the most excited about having on the roster? So 
Uh, okay, we had a couple no votes. Is that a worry? <laughs> no. I want to know if after the last couple games, if, if that's changed, if this on has White changed. Side, I think mine has changed. I think Whiteside's going to get a lot more recognition for his impact on the team for sure. Uh, the results go as following 75% for Rudy Gay, 25% for Jared Butler. Do you think him not playing and being hurt, Rudy? Um, means people are more anxious for him. Maybe think that's that swayed some him? anticipation for yeah. him to come back on the court. But as far as current impact on the team, Whiteside is number one out of those four, in my opinion, uh, current impact on the team. Do you think... Okay, I know there was a lot of heartbreak when we traded Jay Crowder because of his emotion right. and physicality and doesn't take any crap from anybody... Do you see Whiteside filling that role yeah, uh, going it's, forward? It's yet to be determined for me. But uh, after the little skirmish or little tense moment we had there at the end of the Nuggets game, I can see a little bit of fire behind his eyes. So let's see where that rolls out. I hope he embraces that. I'm going to shift my vote to Whiteside because oh. I hope he embraces that and is like, I've got to be the tough sucker that is just – you hate to play against. Okay, so that's that's one vote away from Rudy Gay down to Whiteside, and we've got to be grateful for Whiteside at this point. Out of those four, like I say, he's he's definitely been the best for us. My vote was for uh, Butler. Uh, I've been really excited to see him. I don't know if he's trying too hard. I sense a little bit of that. Um. It's a different league than he was playing in before. He's got to be prepared for that. The defense is going to be sharper. This isn't college ball where it's uh, a lot of offense and defense is there on the side. There's players who are only on a team, Royce O'Neal, particularly for playing defense. Their job is to shut people down, and we make Royce O'Neal do that to the best player on every team every night. So Butler's going to run into that. Even when he rotates out, whoever was guarding Mike Conley, most likely he's going to step up and they're going to shut him down. So he's going to have to learn how to play against NBA caliber defense. But I'm still excited about him. You're still on the Butler train? I'm still on the Butler train. Woo-hoo! <laughs> um, this week's poll. Um, you mentioned, we talked before we aired today, that um, a couple of the TNT guys were talking about a target on our back. Right. I feel like the Jazz have always been described as the team with a chip on their shoulder. They're always the Rudy Gobert number 27 draft and a uh, small market team, underdog, which I kind of liked being the underdog. Yeah. Um, which, is, which do you think is better? Do you think it's better to be the underdog or the top dog? Like, is it better to have a team with the mentality that they have a target on their back or the team that has a chip on their shoulder? The underdog. Being the underdog just kind of, if you step back, tells me that you you haven't been that good. You know, people expect you to lose based on your past, right? Sure, sure. I like the impression of we're going to get everyone's best game because they want to beat us so bad because we've been on top for so long. That makes every game sound more exciting. It right? does. Like, no wonder the Kings freaking dug so deep. And how much more prepared would you become playoffs if you're getting everyone's best? Right. So I like the target. Like it's a it. weird change of pace for jazz fans, but I like the target. So, but we still want to hear if that, if this thought process, this is what the jazz nation is thinking. So that's going to be our poll, right? Yeah. 
Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Jackson just looked deep into my eyes. Um, so the poll's going to be, do you guys feel like the Jazz are still the team with the chip on their shoulder from our last two playoff runs? Or are we the team with the target on our back? Because we've had the best record in the NBA, three all-star, defensive player of the year, running for sixth man and running up sixth man and third best coach in the NBA. I mean, so do we? which one's more... Which one describes the Jazz more now? If you don't aren't aware of where to um, get caught up on our polls, oh yeah, of course. I was talking to my my mom the other day. That's cute. Um, That's she really cute. she was like, "Hey, I I finally got around to listening to your episode. Um, it was great. I did it on my way home from St. George or whatever." And I said, "Oh, cool." She said, "But um, we got talking about the polls, and she's like, so how do I how do I do it?'" And I feel like we've gone over this. <laughs> I she said, Mom, number one were fan. you even listening? Because <laughs> we talked about it for like five minutes and she apologized and refused to listen to it again. I don't know why. She just wanted to talk to her favorite song. So get onto the Spotify app. It's free. Search Jazz Beats. Find the top episode. And that's where our polls are. It's super easy. One yeah. click and you can answer it. Um, and it's a lot of fun to hear your guys' opinions on that. If you are so inclined, you want to ask us a question, it's on that same page. Click ask a question. And then we will respond the, the following week to whatever you ask. I don't think there's a limit on what you can't ask. Yeah. As far as I know, we have all filters removed. We will answer every <laughs> question. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Thinking, Looking for the future. Okay. Uh, we played two games between our last podcast and today. today. And between now and our upcoming recording, there's going to be four games. And these are going to be exciting games. These teams are going to be fun to watch. Um, you have Houston, kind of a warm-up game. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Going straight into Chicago, Ugh. who's 4-0 right now. That's and big time. Th- and they're good. They they're good. They're for real. That's going to be an exciting game, folks. Buckle up, October 30th. Back-to-back after Chicago, we play Milwaukee, which, again, that, that, it's going to be two rough games. Okay, so we're playing back-to-back. The team with the best record, 4-0, and and then we're playing the champs? That's right. Judas. Priest. It's a rough trip. Wow. And then on November 1st, only we got sack at home. Oh, man. We got the Sacramento Kings. That, another scrappy game. Mm-hmm. Man, we're going to, which play, we're going to have, somebody's going to be injured. I'm going to, I'm going to change that. It's November 2nd. So we don't Sacramento. have three oh, in a row. That would be incredible. That would be three nuts. Back, three that would games be nuts. back to back. So we get another crack at Sacramento. Okay. And that will be in our home. And we want justice. I, I expect the crowd to be very involved in that game based by how it went in Sacramento. Their their fans were pretty good. The announcers did say last night when we were at home against Denver, said, I've never heard this arena so quiet, what which, is, which is yeah, saddening. Well, why do you think that is? I don't know. I think it was the time of the game, and we were struggling a little bit, but I don't know. I, I'm going to say because their two best players weren't on the court. And like I said, I think the Jazz fans want the win – with everything in the opposition that they had to overcome. So if Murray and Joker were both on the court and we were winning, I think that you would have heard more impact, more noise from the fans. Well, as of now, Chicago is healthy. Milwaukee's healthy. We got to come ready to go. I know we're on the road, but we're getting us warmed up for Sacramento to get loud again, Jazz fans. Loudest crowd in the league. That's what we want to be every time. Not last night. We are 3-0. and Four games to go before you hear from us next. I got to hear your predictions, Jackson. Where do you put us? Be realistic here. I love going all out. I'm saying we get four more. 
I'm four on the train more. and I'm here to stay. Four more? Four more in a row. We're going right, to be 7 and 0 next time. One loss in there. Who you got? Or doesn't it matter? Just it's one more. Be we're going to Sacramento Kings at home. Okay. We'll have a hiccup on the road trip. Hey, thank you everybody for tuning in. It's been a ton of fun as usual. Get in, do that poll. We want to hear what you guys say. Target or a chip? Okay. You guys have a good week. Go Jazz. 4-0 after this week. I'm calling it.